Welcome to A Better Way Podcast with your host, Ryan Haley. Learn to excel in business God's way, where the supernatural meets the practical. Experience a better way to succeed and learn from real-life business owners and entrepreneurs who have prospered in unconventional ways. Be inspired by their true stories and realize that prayer can become your practical source of provision when you embrace walking by faith and not human sight. And now, here's your host, Ryan Haley. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of A Better Way Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Haley, and this week's guests are Chris and Bree Gordon. And I know Chris and Bree from Karis Bible College. Chris and I just graduated third year business school last year, and they've got a lot of really cool things to share. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. us, man. It's good to, good to talk again. Absolutely. Yeah, so Chris and Bree, you guys have been living really, I think, in God's blessing the last year or so in particular. You recently got married. I was privileged to be at the wedding and you just got a new job, Chris, and you guys are about to close on a house. And you also had what could have been a difficult transition out of a previous job, but you did it with such honor and kindness and in such a Christ-like way that I think it's really cool to highlight how that practically manifested in some blessings for you guys. So we can just start off if you guys want to give a brief background um, of who you are and how you guys met or anything else you guys think would be relevant for setting this up. Cool. All right. Yeah. How we met for sure. We always have to tell <laughs> that story. Um, yeah. So just, just a bit of background, I guess, on me and then I'll let you talk about kind of who you are. And yeah. We'll talk about how we met. Um, yeah, so um, grew up in a ministry family, um, kind of half ministry, half business, um, and grew up in the church, did all that, uh, did a lot of kind of ministry hopping um, to figure out my calling. Long story short, I uh, got invited to Karis Bible College uh, at a free conference that they were putting on, went to it, got totally, totally um, just rocked by the Lord um, in a really, really cool way. Uh, and I discovered, man, there's something really cool here about Karis, so I'm going to invest some time into it. Three years later, graduated from their business program, which I had the privilege of attending with Ryan Haley here. Um, so that's how me and Ryan met, which was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, through that, uh, at the end of my second year, uh, Bree and I met actually at my sister's wedding, which was really cool. So we'll, uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that, but I'll let Bree tell you who she is. Yeah, so I'm Bree. Um, I'm actually a Colorado Springs native, so... The rare few of us, but an actual native. I'm yeah. not allowed to say it, even though I've been here since I was five. <laughs> not allowed to say it because you know <laughs> I get a lot of get a lot. Of. Yeah, so that's a fun fact. Um, I'm really passionate about just helping people um, and the advocacy part of things. So my job right now is with case management. It's through a company called Maple Star. Um, it's foster care prevention and family preservation. So I absolutely love my job. Um, I did go to Karis for a year. So I did my first year when you were completing your third year mm -hmm. and yeah, I went to university in the Springs also, but I've gotten a lot of opportunity to travel and just, you know, grow. So yeah. we met, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say the story how we met. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was actually leading worship at the time for a church. Um, and she was too, kind of mm -hmm. off and on. Um, so we both kind of have music in our background. So um, I was leading worship and she had been like best friends with my sister for like two years. Yeah. I never met her. Just I, She just was friends and I guess a part of my family and I didn't know it. Um, and so uh, my sister asked me, hey, would you sing some songs, you know, as, as my husband and I walked down the aisle? And I said, of course. So I was at a practice. I called kind of like a practice meeting. Um, I said, Hey, you know, do you have any friends or bridesmaids or whatever who can sing harmony? Cause I think it'd be really cool. And so Alyssa called Bree and Bree showed up. Um, and it was kind of like a trial by fire. I was like, all right, here's yeah. the two songs we got to sing. Can you do this? It was like you five know. days before the wedding. Yeah. And oh, it was wow. like, Oh, I need people to sing, which it was awesome. Yeah. But yeah. So I was one of the bridesmaids in the wedding and I knew of a distant brother cause I've been, you know, friends with them and part of their family for two years mm -hmm. and knew his family very well. But I heard of a distant brother who was traveling the world in a Bible college. And then I finally got to meet him. And, and that was everything that the legends had said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but it was a three-day-long wedding. Um, all the festivities were just compiled into three days. And then after that, we were dating within the week. So yep, <laughs> after yep. the wedding. Yeah, I wouldn't let her go without at least giving it a shot. Saying, hey, I mean, we sang together for a wedding. Come on. I mean, it's destiny, you know, so... Um, so we, so yeah, I asked her out and we dated and we've been dating ever since. So, yeah. And I just want to say I was at your wedding and it really was so encouraging to me to see two people who truly were brought together by the Lord and had such a heart for the same things and for each other. And it was just like, there was no doubt that you guys were totally in love with each other and totally in love with the Lord. And I think what I really saw was that it was obvious that you guys both put God at the center of that relationship Mm. and it's just really shown through the wedding. So that was really um, encouraging for me, especially in the middle of a difficult time for me personally. Um, That was just a real encouragement. So I love just setting the stage with the way that God brought you guys together in your personal life and this marriage, which has then been incredibly blessed since then. So I guess to kind of go through that story, you actually connected with somebody who was in our third year business school and had a great um, opportunity to work for them for a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of trying to figure out what to do after business school, you know, obviously having this, this heart for, for business, but also ministry. Um, but my dad, um, has been in real estate for about 20 years in the spring. So, um, I figured, you know, if I can kind of learn anything involving real estate, I can maybe help him later on. So, um, one of the students in the school said, Hey, I run a company, um, and we do, um, kind of plumbing type stuff and we'd love to have you on the team. And I was like, wow, this is perfect opportunity because I can learn some things about houses, you know? Um, and it was perfect timing. Um, it was exactly what we needed because being, you know, newlywed, we were, mm-hmm. which is actually a cool story. We landed our apartment like the day of our wedding. The day of our we, got approved, <laughs> we got approved for it. It was crazy. During like During the, the dinner. During the dinner, during we're the sitting reception. at the head table and I got a text <laughs> and you've been approved. And we're like, oh my gosh. So that God's was, I like that perfect. was the It was great. And then shortly after that, we, um, I, got, I landed that job and then she landed a, a job in a career field that she's been wanting to get into for a well, long time. I got time. my job the week before the, the week wedding. Before. Yeah. So they hired me on and they were like, go through the wedding and your honeymoon yep. and then we'll start onboarding. Yeah. So it was just, it was great timing. timing. It was exactly mm-hmm. what I needed for, um, you know, like I said, being newly married and just renting and stuff, yeah. um, worked great schedule wise, just with our schedule and everything. So, um, so I was doing that, uh, for a little bit and you want me to kind of go into what happened during that? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, so basically, um, I was just, uh, I had a bunch of equipment, long story short, had a bunch of equipment in my car. Um, and it was after one of my jobs and, um, I was, I had parked my car and I was uh, actually at a hotel for a couple hours doing a class. And, um, basically what happened, I came, I came out at the end of that class and my car had been busted into. So my, my back window was, was totally shattered. My passenger side window was shattered. And, um, I had about three, four grand worth of equipment stolen work equipment and then personal equipment stolen as well. Um, and so that was just like, Oh man, like, you know, what am I going to do? I have no idea. You know, I I don't know how to proceed. Um, I've never been stolen from like that before. So I'm not really sure what to do. Um, so it was kind of a process of, a solid month of really just kind of filing different, um, insurance claims and that sort of thing to try and figure out, okay, um, how am I going to, you know, pay this back and and how am I going to be honorable with that and that sort of thing. Um, so long story short, basically what ended up happening was, um, originally I was thinking, okay, it's probably going to come out of pocket for me, which is okay. You know, I'll, I'll work as long as I need to, you know, to pay that back or, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, and so, I had been filing these different claims um, through our insurance provider. And I was, like I said, three or four claims in. And it was the coolest part about this. um, And and this is, Ryan, I I know that you are interested in the power of prayer and that sort of thing. So I kind of want to touch on that a bit. Um, A cool cool thing about this was I had been, some of the backstory is I had actually been on, was it a 30-day, 30-day prayer and fasting? Mm -hmm. It was like a 40-day, I don't remember. It was was like a 30 day prayer and fasting thing that that Brie and I were both doing, um, for the launch of a church. Um, and so we had started that and, um, just really intentionally carving out time, you know, with the Lord to hear from him and to just seek him and, and, you know, starting the new season of marriage and all that, hearing his voice on things. So we had started that. Um, and what was cool is that during that time, I, I, we were going through this devotional and it was even talking about, you know, 
um, be prepared for like, you know, hard times or persecution or whatever, because in the midst of that, God, um, God wants to prosper you, you know? And so the timing of that was just, was just amazing. Um, and then on top of that, actually the, the night before or the day before, um, that I got robbed, I actually met Joe, who's the leader of Rev five here. So I'll, I'll kind of go back to that story as well, but the timing there was impeccable. Yeah, was- um, so we had been, we were praying and fasting and stuff, and we had been reading about, you know, God wants to prosper in the midst of, you know, difficult times and stuff. So going into that, when all that happened, I wasn't really devastated. I was just, you know, it, it stunk, but at the same time, I was really full of faith. Like I know, you know, this is an opportunity for the Lord to show off, honestly, you know, why Amen. not, why Amen. not just, why not just put it on faith and say, Lord, this is like a sweet time for you to just show how good you are, you know? Praise so, God. so fast forward. So we do, um, like I said, I was, I was about three or four weeks into it and I had filed all these claims. We were coming to the end of the, the final insurance claim that I was going to, um, that I was going to submit. And I, I hopped on the phone with our insurance company and, and honestly, man, like it was, it was just, I talked to the right guy. Like I had been, amazing. I had been, I just had peace in my heart. I was like, Lord, you're going to take care of this. I don't know how you, you are. You know, I, I was just assured like faith is assurance, you know? So I hopped on the phone. I was talking to this guy and, uh, and I said, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, submitting this claim and, and he goes, okay, all right, well, let me look over what you got here. And he's looking through and he goes, all right, okay, Mr. Gordon, uh, give me just, give me just one second. I'm like, all right. So, you know, puts me on hold and a few minutes go by and he comes back and he goes, all right. Um, well, I, I think I got everything figured out for you. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and write you a check for four grand. And I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa, this claim wasn't even that because under our insurance, we had no like business insurance. We just had personal um, liability insurance and then like car insurance. And so I was having to submit all these claims for yeah. different things that have been stolen. Um, and we had like a $250 coverage on our, on business <laughs> property. Right. So he files this all under, um, whatever our personal insurance was. Anyways, he pulled some strings and he basically was just like, listen, man, we're just going to, we're just going to bless you. Yeah. And, and it was amazing. Cause I had the other reps I had talked to were saying, yeah, you know, you'll probably have to pay this out of pocket or whatever, but I literally just talked to the right guy and man, he answered the phone and he was, I could tell he was just, the guy was full of joy. So I'm like, man, I wonder if this guy's a believer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was it. He's just like, all right, we'll have that check for you in the mail. And I was like, what are you serious? So, um, so I got off the phone and, and here's the other cool thing is that, uh, that day or, or the night before that insurance claim had been filed, um, I was at the gym and, um, I was just like doing my shower afterward and I was just praying cause that was kind of my normal prayer time, you know, as we all do in the shower, you know, something about, <laughs> about shower time and prayer, um, <laughs> the Lord speaks. And so, um, so I was just in the shower praying and I just was impressed. Like, what if like, I was going through kind of like the prayer of Jabez stuff, like Lord, uh, expand my territory, you know, yeah. um, fill, fill me with blessings, not so that I can just be blessed, but so I can bless others. So I was in this mindset of praying this, you know, during our prayer and fasting time. And I was saying, man, you know, Lord, I want to be blessed in this, in the midst of this, like, so that I can turn and be a blessing to my employer. If I can, you know, like this all stinks, but man, I want to, I want to turn, I want to bless my employer if I can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was just, I, again, it was just a faith thing, you know? And, um, and so it was cool because, because I felt like it was this opportunity where I could bless back my employer and pay them back for all of that equipment that had been stolen from them, you know? And so, um, that's kind of what ended up happening. I, um, I ended up paying them that check and it just free and clear, like everything was just paid for. It was like, there was no, you know, there was no, any kind of residual effects or anything. It was just like, here you go. Like this is, you know, through, through the insurance company, but ultimately I think the Lord, honestly, yeah, like here's this free and clear. We don't have to have it. We don't have to worry about getting all the equipment back, whatever. You can just buy brand new equipment, you know, um, which was awesome. So, um, so I was able to do that and, um, the cool part. So I'll rewind a little bit about this meeting with Joe. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Kicking my mic around here. Um, <laughs> So, so the, the day before, um, I had, I had been stolen from, um, I reconnected through a prayer meeting, um, with an old buddy of mine named Joe couch, who I've known him for about 20 years. And, um, we re-met about 10 years ago, um, and just kind of chit chat a bit. And he was talking about how, um, he was starting this, this, uh, 
this ministry called Rev Revolution Five Leadership Institute. Um, and he was kind of trying to get me to come on board and do it. And I was, you know, my head was in other places. So um, I heard, I heard about um, that he was still doing that. And, and I reached out to him because um, he came and he spoke at this prayer meeting we were part of. So um, I called him up and I was like, Hey, let, we should hang out. Like, I want to hear about what you're doing with this. Cause I just graduated from Karis and, you know, I like, I love ministry. I love business. And I just want to hear, you know, what God's doing. So we met for coffee and we talked for like three hours and we just hit it off. I mean, like, it wasn't like, Oh man, this guy's cool. It was like, you know, there's things that the Lord teaches you um, or like personal convictions or revelations that you have that like not everyone else has. And that doesn't mean it's not bad. It's just, you know, some people think differently, but Joe and I were like hundred percent with everything. And that doesn't happen to me a lot. Like, but we were just going back and forth. Like, dude, you believe this about God. Why you believe this about business. You believe this about ministry. You believe this. And it was awesome because I came away from it with just full of faith, you know, and so did he. So, um, shortly after that, he, he kind of, um, he said, Hey, like, you know, no pressure to you or anything, but it's really cool to hear your heart. And I love where your heart's out for business and ministry and stuff. Um, so like, let's just, let's keep talking. Cause I would love to just stay connected. So, um, so fast forward, I had been kind of talking to him and just hearing about what he was doing. Fast forward. What ended up happening was um, that an opportunity opened up at Rev Five now, which is where I work now as the director of um, business development. Um, and he said, "Hey, we've been looking for like a year and a half for someone to fill this role of director of business development. And it's easy to hire a skill; it's not so easy to hire to heart." Yeah. Um, right. And he was like, "This is, I think, you've really got that heart, and you also have the skill. And so, um, I, you know, I want you to prayerfully consider: would you, would you?" Be, would you want to come on with us and, and do that? And just the timing of it was, was, was perfect. Was. I mean, I mean, the timing could not have been more perfect. Um, and it was exactly what I had been praying for the last year or so for was an opportunity like this, because it was an, it was an opportunity to do both business and ministry mm-hmm. in one. Cause that's been my heart is, you know, I've, I've grown up kind of in ministry world over here and business world over here, and they don't really talk that much, you know, but this, this position is literally custom tailored so that those two worlds do talk. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I was, I was like, man, this is what I went to school for. Like, this is, this is a plug and play. Like I can use everything I just learned from Karis <laughs> building in me in the last two years. And just, I mean, I can, I can be, I can make a significant impact, you know, in this ministry. Um, so it was just, the opportunity was amazing. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. And I'll let you, I want to hear kind of your perspective of it too, because it was cool because this was like pretty fresh into our marriage. I mean, we're only seven months in still, but, um, before yeah. you go into that real quick, I just want to recap a couple of things that occurred to me as you're saying all this. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, like I said earlier, it's really obvious that both you and Brie really do put the Lord at the center of your life in every way, if your marriage, your personal life, your profession, and I'm seeing the power of prayer, an emphasis on prayer and yeah. truly believing that God is going to do these awesome things. And specifically something that I really like to highlight in the midst of this whole coronavirus crisis everybody's dealing with right now is I love that your mentality in the middle of a difficult situation where something bad happened, you got this stuff stolen out of your car, that you had this expectancy that God was going to bless you and show yeah. off even more during the mid- in the midst of a crisis or a setback and how that started to play out. And then what's cool is once you kind of have your prayer antenna up, if you will, mm. you start to see these opportunities and recognize them, divine yeah. appointments, divine timing, provision just at the right time, favor from the guy in the insurance company. And I've experienced that too, talking to just the right person who I almost wondered if it was actually an angel at one point. It was so totally. crazy. <laughs> so I love how that's all coming together prayer, divine appointments, divine timing, and an expectancy for God to prosper you, yeah. uh, not just despite, but right in the middle of, and sometimes because of setbacks and difficulties. And that's what I think is going to kind of um, play a part of what we're going to talk about next, where yeah. a, a period where the economy is obviously suffering greatly, and a lot of people are getting really scared and you know worried about their jobs and their finances. And yet you guys have this amazing opportunity right now which I think you were about to have Bree explain with this whole home purchase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before I touch on the home purchase, I kind of want to touch back on um, just your previous job. I mean, even before the break-in, it was, there was difficult times. Um, So it was times like either were management, there was miscommunications 
um, or there was just miscommunications in other ways. But even throughout all of that, you were really intentional and you're both intentional to honor them, even though there was miscommunication. Um, and I think that has a huge part to play. Just- Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I wanted to touch on as well. And I want to kind of just set the stage for that real quick. So yeah, that was a really cool thing that you had some difficulties, not only circumstantially with what happened with getting your car broken into and this equipment stolen, but also some ways that possibly there was some difficulty, miscommunication, some potential tension or conflict with another person. And yet in the middle of that, like you were just saying, you really chose to respond in a Christ-like manner, just the way that Jesus would. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also, I would be remiss not to bring that up as part of what I think is um, a really great part of this testimony of how God can use these things. And when you choose to turn the other cheek and to honor people, despite being dishonored and not repaying kind, you know, for kind or like for like, that it really has this amazing, you know, connection. I think that you were seeing all that play out. So I wanted to highlight that. And if there was anything else you had on that note, Brie, feel free to share that. I guess the only other thing is just doing it God's way. Amen. There's a better way. (laughs) Seriously though. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important, it's important too, that, you know, it's easy for us to kind of try and reverse engineer it. And we say, well, if you, if you act Christ-like, then you'll get this return or then you'll get this reward. And the, and, and the key is not ever to say, I'm going to be Christ-like so that I'll get, you know, cause the Bible says that if I'm, you know, if I'm Christ, the right. last shall be first, so I'm going to intentionally be last so I can be rewarded. Like mm-hmm. it's not about the reward. It's about where your heart posture is at. And it's about, yeah. it's about being Christ-like. And, and I would say, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe I did respond in, in some better ways or some more Christ-like ways, but I attribute that to really the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I was setting aside time to pray. So like, for me, it's important. It's, I think it's an important thing to say, like when you're going through that, make sure you press into God. Yeah. Like it doesn't just happen. You don't, you, you can't just muster that up because it's not natural. Amen. I'm, <laughs> That's so good. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's the tendency. Um, and that's what makes sense to our human minds, right? Do good yeah. to get, get, do good to get good, do yeah. bad, get bad. And that's yeah. really just another version of the law. And what you're showing is right. a spirit, mm-hmm. a spirit led life of overflow where you're yeah. not doing this, you know, cause and effect things, transactional mindset so that I can get the good things. And guess what? There's principles in the natural and in the spirit that that will be true, but yeah. I love the way that you approached it. And I was just meditating on a verse today in second Corinthians nine, where it talks about don't give out of compulsion or obligation, give from generously a good heart, just because of the joy of giving, let it overflow. And that will return so much more ironically, if you're interested in, you know, a return on investment, so to speak, it's going to be much better that way, but that can't be the mentality you have going in. And I love also what you touched, touched about is that you can't muster this up on your own. This can't yeah. come from the flesh. It has to, by definition, start with God and simply come through you. And that's yeah. what I think you've demonstrated here, which is so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like what Andrew says, you know, the Christian life isn't hard. It's impossible. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I say that same thing in the book. It's literally impossible. And that's why it should be a situation in which our lives and our businesses demand a supernatural explanation. Absolutely. That's good. Yep. So let's um, transition into this testimony of what you guys are in the middle of right now. I think you're actually a couple days from closing on a house and this incredible interest rate and all these things. Talk to us about how in the midst of all this economic uncertainty and this downturn and fear going around the marketplace and just in general, you guys are prospering right in the middle of that. Yeah. Do you want, I'll let you yeah, start. let's touch on that. You start. Um, let's see. So we have been looking for a house for a while. Um, I'd say about three months now, but the Springs market is very competitive and intense. So if you're not on it and grab that home in a split second, usually they're gone. So our mentality going forward for even looking for a house was okay. God, it'll be in your timing and it'll be very clear yeah. which one, because we can't Amen. control the market. We can't control any of that. So it's going to have to be up to you. Um, so that's just a preface of all of that. So you began your job at Red 5 mm-hmm. and during that time, 
he was on what they call tour, where they go around and tour for about three weeks, um, different schools and churches to gather um, potential students and just inform them about what Rev 5 is. Um, so they were on tour, which is cross country. They're traveling, they're driving for three weeks straight. Um, so I was here in the Springs while he was on tour. Um, and about five days into your tour, I'm just scrolling through all the real estate, um, sites. Cause I'm, I was always looking at what, what's out there. And I was passively looking cause I was like, okay, something will jump out mm-hmm. and I know the Lord will say it and I'll have a lot of peace about it. And our realtor, by the by the way, is like the best realtor ever. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, Russ Gordon. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. No, he is really great though. And he's he's good at his job. Yeah. He, he really is. Um, so you were gone on tour. I find a house on Zillow. I'm just like swiping through it and something hits me. And I, I really truly believe it was the peace of the Lord because I'm like, whoa, what? Okay. I have to go back to this house and I put it away and I kind of dismiss it. I go about my day I'm working. Um, and I come back to it and I'm like, there's something about this house. I have to check this out. So I text you probably a lot of links to the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think hadn't, hadn't we talked before I left, I was like, I don't want to do a deal while I'm gone. Yeah. You specifically said yeah. that because you knew I'd be tempted. I was to like, like, I was hey. like, I did not want to do our first deal. <laughs> like when I'm gone, like, I know, I know my dad's awesome and stuff. And, you know, I talked to my dad about it. I was like, you know, what do you recommend? Can we do a deal while we're gone? Yeah. And he's like, I don't recommend it. You yeah. know, so I had you already told her, requested. I requested, I was like, before I left, I was like, babe, like, just so you know, I know we're looking at homes and stuff, but like, I don't want to try and do a deal while I'm gone. Cause this is like my first home. Yeah. All that stuff. So, and that's, that's originally why I was like, okay, you know, I have a good feeling about this, but not right now. Like you specifically asked me not to, but then the, I feel like the Lord was stirring me again. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to break this and send you links to the house. <laughs> um, so you, you're like, you look at the house. Um, but then I also go ahead and text your dad, who's a real estate agent, yeah. um, after talking to you and making sure you saw the house and everything. Yeah. And we set up a showing and the showing was set for the very next day. So number one, that was a huge deal to even get to the house with, and it had been on Zillow for four days. Um, and the funny part about that too. That, yeah. So that wasn't the best part. Here's the <laughs> kicker. Here's what's hilarious. So, so I'm on tour. I'm in Chicago and she sends me this link and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I did this house in my old job. So I'm like, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. So I'm looking through it. I'm scrolling through the pictures and I'm like, no way I've done this house. So I call Brie and I'm like, all right, babe, like when you do this showing, like, you know, call me on FaceTime and, you know, show me the rooms and everything, but I'm pretty sure I did this house. Right. So she calls me with, with dad the next day and we're doing FaceTime. Sure enough, this house, I go back through, um, like the events in my calendar and I look and sure enough, same address. It was one of the first houses, it was one of the first houses I did in my, jo- my old job doing an inspection. So I'm like, I, know, I already know this house. And what's funnier is that when, when, he, so, so I did this house before it was on the market. And typically when we would go and do homes or do jobs, um, they're already under contract. So this one, I remember I talked to the owner and they weren't under contract. So I asked him, I said, so you guys aren't up on the market yet. Like, why are you having me? you know, check out the house. And he's like, well, I want to sell it eventually, but I'm just doing my due diligence. And I said, okay, cool. So I said, Hey, like, can we stay in touch? Can I get your number? And he's like, yeah, totally, man. I said, me and my wife might be in the market here in a few months, um, you know, to purchase a home. And you know, this is a, this is cool. And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. So, so I had for, I had like forgotten about that. Yeah. There was so, no communication. I mean, you told me about that, but it was like it was, a fleeting comment. Yeah. It was like, so Hey, this was a divine appointment. Yeah. So I had already <laughs> seen the home. And while you were gone. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Right when it came on the market. Yeah. And it had been, it had been updated from the last time I had seen it. I already knew how the whole mm-hmm. server system was and everything. And the funniest part is we went, we went there. So I got back from tour like a week ago. Well, or, yeah, because your trip was cut short because the right, virus. Trip was, trip was yeah. cut short. So we go to see the house 
And me and Bree and dad are walking through and they're just showing me through again, you know, and I've already seen it. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this and this. And I go in the backyard and there's a little green flag. And I'm like, oh, this is when I was training. This was the guy who was training. It's his flag, right? And so I look and I turn around. It's my writing. So it was like <laughs> as if prophetically I had stuck the flag in the ground claiming our land. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep the flag. Before, <laughs> no, yeah, so we're totally keeping the flag. But it was like before, you know, before we had even, I, I had even looked at that as an option. It was kind of like, right. right it wasn't this is on mine. the market. It wasn't, yeah. you know, there, it there was no communication yeah. about it of like, oh, this is something we're potentially looking at. It yeah. was, it popped up yep. on Zillow with the yeah. perfect timing. God's perfect timing. timing. God's timing. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that this is not something you could possibly have engineered or planned no. for in any way. <laughs> and that's just another element to how these things happen, where it happens in such a way that it is exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ask, think, or imagine. And God gets all the credit for it because we know we can't take the credit for it. But also, uh, another layer of revelation I've had with that verse from Ephesians 3.20 is that if it's exceedingly abundantly beyond all that I would think, ask, or imagine, then yeah. it means it's probably not going to happen in the way that I would have thought that it would happen. And you saw that, you know, even though specifically, logically in your human mind, it didn't make sense to close a deal sight unseen when you're away, you were yeah. kind of had some fear and uncertainty with that. And yet God in his goodness already had shown you the house, given you the need or given you the supply before the need was ever recognized. And then of course, it's just divine timing and all these other things you couldn't possibly have engineered come through. And so it's just another example to me of Romans 8, 28, where God is working all things into a pattern for good, kind of weaving a tapestry, if you will, of all these different threads that we can't make sense of at the time. And then eventually you see the bigger picture. So I love that aspect of it. And then also just share us, uh, because I always like to go into, of course, bottom line, practical metrics. You know me, Chris, I'm all about, you know, finances and the numbers and, you know, the, the practical aspects of these supernatural testimonies. So talk to us about the testimony of the amazing deal you're getting on the financing and everything else with this house. Yeah. Right. So this was right before, um, all of the virus outbreak happened as well, because now people are recommending don't buy houses because yep. of the market and prices and rates are going up. Yep. It's harder to get lending. Um, so this happened literally right before right all before. this happened. And another transition during all of this was your job uh-huh. and our lease ending. So we had to figure out something pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But when did you touch on that? Yeah. I mean, just as far as everything goes, like with the interest rate and stuff. Um, are you cool if I show the interest rate? Yeah. yeah. So we got, we got locked in at 3.3 for an interest rate. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we put 3.3% interest rate for a 30 year fixed mortgage. Yes. Yep. Yep. And we put, uh, what did we do? 20%? We did 5%. 5%. Down. We put 5% down, got locked into 3.3. Um, and then on top of that, just as far as like real estate goes, what's really cool is that we had always, you know, being kind of in real estate world a little bit, I've always been interested in house hacking and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, renting and creating passive income and all that. Um, and so what was super cool about this one is that it was already, it literally comes as basically a duplex. So it has two back entrances right into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. There's a dividing door that you can pull straight across and lock. So it's literally a totally separate entrance straight down into the basement with its own dedicated kitchen, washer, dryer, bathroom, bedroom, like full kitchen, full, yeah, full kitchen. Um, so it's, it's literally, it's rentable. It's turnkey. We can rent that bottom, that bottom floor. And then we have the whole up. Upper. Yeah. And it, the location is amazing. Amazing location downtown. It's exactly where yeah. you know I wanted to be, yeah. and it worked out really well. Yeah. But the cool thing too is with the kitchen, it got grandfathered in. So now downtown, you can't build that anymore. And mm-hmm. we were specifically <laughs> praying for a duplex or a single family home that's rentable. Yep. And like God just provided literally the perfect house, more than what I could have ever asked for. Yeah. Well, and on top of that too, like as far as kind of saving money goes, mm-hmm. um, part of part of the offer with this job that I took is that we're in an old um, airman's dormitory um, in old Colorado City, and so they actually have so they have the dorm rooms obviously, but then they've hollowed out like three of those. They've knocked out like two two of the walls for three of the dormitories, and they've turned them into apartments. So um, Joe was telling me, hey, as part of coming on, we have a whole apartment for you guys if you want. You know, I don't know if you want that, but if you do, you can go for it. So hypothetically. So we're actually living here on base right now, um, rent free, um, <laughs> along with what I'm getting paid and then going into this home. So like, if we wanted to, we could, this is just more options for us to be able to rent. 
um, you know, more passive income options, which is really, really absolutely. And I just want to touch on that on the practical note, as someone who's been involved in real estate, both as a realtor and also more recently as an investor, that that gives you so many options because a, like you said, it's great to have uh, an amazing home for your, just for the purposes of being your home, not for necessarily being, um, you know, an income producing asset, but there's another aspect of God's favor where normally the codes downtown in Colorado Springs wouldn't allow you to have this. You get grandfathered in, so you get that. So you've got, even if you decide to live in the home full time, you've still got a significant income potential to rent that out. And it's perfectly set up turnkey, like you said. And then on top of that, you've also got free housing that you're living in right now as part of your job package, in addition to your salary and Bree's salary. And so now you've got options either now or down the road for renting out the whole house. So that is just, I mean, that's an amazing set of circumstances in the most ideal time. It's certainly even more amazing in my mind, given everything that we're dealing with as far as these challenges right now. And I think it comes back to, again, you guys were just expectant that not only like, can God still do something during a difficult time, he's actually going to do even more to show off because at the end of the day, it's all about the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we live lives that demonstrate God's goodness. And that's just what I see all over the board with both of you guys. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think, I think that's the testimony of, of a believer is it's like, you know, it's not, it is a testimony for you to be full of joy and life and peace, you know, when things are going good or maybe even when things are going average, but when things are falling apart, Mm -hmm. you know, for you to have that internal reality and it is a reality, like, yes, that is what speaks volumes to people. And again, you don't get that naturally. Like you can only get that through communion with God, you know? And so it's not, you know, it's not like we press in during hard times because, you know, we're, we're desperate for help necessarily. It's that we press in because we know that there's treasure there. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's, there's resource there in that spot. And and a lot of times that's not, you know, a lot of times we think, I think as people, um, we think, okay, if I like pray enough, God will give me money or something like that. And it's like, no, God gives you God. The reason you pray and the reason you spend time in the word and communing with the Lord is so that your ear can become more attuned to what he's saying in the moment, because Mm -hmm. God's never, God's never in trouble. His kingdom is always advancing. Mm. So it's not a matter of, oh, I need an opportunity or I need a break, you know, during the hard time. It's really a matter of, I need to hear what God's doing right now so I can, so I can partner with that. And I think that's, that's the purpose of spending time with God and being attuned is to say, Hey, like, I want to make sure that I'm not missing out on anything because I know God's speaking. If I'm not participating, it's probably just because my ears are a little clogged, you know? Mm. That's so good. I love the way you put that. So just real quick in a couple minutes or less for people who maybe don't know how to hear from God that way or aren't familiar with that. How do you tap into that source? What are some practical things that you guys have found? Not necessarily for people to just, you know, imitate, but like for Mm. people who may not understand how this works, what works for you and how would you encourage people to be able to tap into that same source that is speaking all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, it's, I mean, with my job, with everything um, that I do for my career, I'm pretty much constantly living in chaos, but it's to be still in the midst of chaos to say like, okay, everything, it may be overwhelming. It may not be. It's just, everything's going. The world is constantly going, but to just be still within that, um, that doesn't mean you have to like completely separate yourself, which you can. And that works for a lot of people and that's necessary sometimes. But for me personally, in the midst of all the chaos, just stopping and being present with the Lord, um, really just changes my perspective, even in the middle of the day or at the beginning of the day. Mm. So that's kind really of grounding good. myself in the silence with the Lord. Amen. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. I think for me, honestly, it's kind of, it's kind of what I come back to and that's like the power of prayer really. And that's, uh, I had to kind of change my perspective on what that was. Cause I, I was raised in kind of a culture where it's like prayer is when you, you get, you get in front of God and you're zealous, you know, and you like, you, you make it happen, you know, and, and for me, God was really challenging me, especially during that fast that I was telling you about a couple of months ago to literally just get in his presence and just be there and let him minister. Amen. You know, like it's not about what I can do to move God. He already wants to move. A lot of times 
I think we, we try so hard, even in our relationship with God to make something happen. And it's so not about that. It's just about, even, even if nothing happens, just the fact that you're taking an hour at the beginning of your day and you set aside that time and you say, all right, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm yours. Like just, and I've had, that's been the hardest thing for me is saying when I'm in, when I'm in the quiet place being like, all right, I don't have an agenda, <laughs> like yep. your agenda right now. And if that means me, you know, just sitting and listening, that's fine. If, if you want me to dive into the word and like extract some revelation, great. If you want me to create something, then awesome. If you want me to worship, then awesome. But, but at the core, like, you know, we, it's, it is always God that initiates, like it really is. And we, it's our job to be available and to say, all right, Lord, how do you want to speak? You know? And so I think practically, I, it's funny you asked that. Cause I've been asked that question probably three times in the last couple of days. <laughs> um, but one of the things I've been saying has been like, for me, I would say, I would say, don't limit God in the sense that like, and hear this the right way. He doesn't always have to speak explicitly through his word or a sermon in church or whatever in the, in the ways that we would typically think that God speaks in Christian world. Right. Um, obviously you want to get grounded in prayer. You want to be connected yeah. to a local body. You want to be fellowshipping and reading your word. Those are core tenets. You want to do that just for your own sake. But I think the Lord is really cool because you know, for example, I would, I would be having a problem, um, like just some issue in my life and I'd be kind of praying about it or whatever. And literally out of nowhere, there would be a random verse that would come to my head. Mm-hmm. Like it would just kind of scroll across my mind and it was totally unrelated. It would just be completely random. And I started to recognize that as this one of the ways that God was speaking to me. So what I would do is I would take that verse and I'd say, all right, like, this is so clear. I'm just going to look it up. And I would look up the verse and the context for the verse was literally the answer to the problem. <laughs> but here's what was interesting. God didn't directly give me that answer. Like he could have given me like the verse that, that talked about the problem I was having, but instead he gave me a verse that was just, that was totally out of, it was in context, but didn't make sense mm. so that I would go seek it out. Right. So I think God does that a lot of times is he'll, is he'll intentionally hide, hide some things because he wants you to seek them out and he wants you to get joy in that. And he takes pleasure in, in the pursuit. Yes, absolutely. So that was one of the ways that I, that I started hearing the Lord. And then also I think for me more recently, it's been like, as far as recognizing the voice of the Lord goes, I think that there's always um, an overwhelming sense of compassion or love, Mm -hmm. like when it comes to something. Mm, So that's a good test. um, A lot of times, and it can be random. Like I said, it doesn't have to be like a Bible verse or something like obviously Christian. It can just be someone talking all of a sudden you're just, overcome with compassion or you're overcome with love or you're, you know, whatever that is. And I think it's really important to follow that, whatever that looks like. I think as long as you purpose in your heart, like, Lord, if I, if I hear that, I'm going to do whatever I can by faith to steward that, that word. And that might just look like saying, okay, Lord, I'm available and I'm open. It might look like saying when you feel that to say, I got to write it down. Or mm-hmm. I got to go and spend an hour in prayer or I got to go search this out in scriptures, whatever it is. I think as long as you position your heart in a place where you're wanting to pursue whatever way God speaks to you, he'll reward that because he can work with anything. He can yeah. work with the smallest whisper as much as he can with like the most, you know, crazy on your face, weeping, crying worship experience. Right. Yeah. I love, so I just want to recap a couple of things you guys said that really resonated with me. Bree, first of all, you said that it just means getting quiet before the Lord, getting distraction, cut out of your busy day, whether that's a full on retreat somewhere else, you know, and, you know, off the grid first, you know, a period of time, which I've certainly done a couple of times myself and that's had amazing fruit or even just what I love is bringing into our practical everyday life. If you're in the middle of a busy, crazy day, just carving out that time and just being quiet and still and hearing his voice. And then Chris, I love what you said that, yes, of course, the word and the spirit always agree with each other. You know, if you hear something from what you think is the Holy spirit, it will never contradict the word yet. God is so much bigger than our pre conformed, you know, kind of packaged Christian expectations Mm -hmm. and presentations. And that it, there's, there's so many different infinite ways he can speak to us. And that, it, it really is um, kind of just a, an inner knowing, like you said, whether it's compassion or love or just like a, uh, a quickening in your spirit where you, you get this sense. And I, something else you said, Chris, that I want to touch on was God is not hiding things from us. He's mm-hmm. hiding things for us. And that's not an original quote. The first time I heard anybody say that was Bill Johnson from Bethel Church, but he gives the example of Easter egg hunts. Mm-hmm. Like we're not hiding the, you know, if you're a, a parent, you're not hiding those 
from your kids. You're hiding them for your kids because there's a joy in the adventure and the investigation and exploration. And that's what I hear you saying. And there's a a scripture verse that says that it is the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of Kings to search out a matter. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hear you doing. And there's something, there's gold in that beyond just the one practical solution to the thing that Mm -hmm. you have. There's a deeper invitation at the same time into greater intimacy with him. And that's what you guys have been demonstrating in, in everything I say, again, I just can't get over the sense that you guys truly are actively seeking and expecting God to speak in all kinds of different situations, even in the midst of crazy turmoil. And so yeah. I love, I love the, uh, the witness and the example you guys have set. And I want to just have you guys go on the record right now, as we usually do in the show, making a faith declaration of something that hasn't manifested yet, but something you're believing for, whether it's a challenge you're looking to overcome, a dream or a desire that you want to see fulfilled. What's something that you can speak forth right now by faith as though, it, you know, that the kind of like it says in the, the word, speaking things that are not as though they were, what's something you guys want to go on the record right now? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's that this first house purchase feels like just the first of many Hmm. parts that we're going to accumulate for the Lord's kingdom and just the resources. This is just the beginning. Amen. The trickle before the flood. I I agree with you on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think for me, there's a couple, I think one practically um, with Rev five and my, my job here, we, we and I, um, I'm, I'm kind of in charge of recruiting, but I'm, I'm believing that we're going to pack out um, the yeah. semester next year, that we are mm-hmm. going to have above and beyond the amount of students that we, that we need. Um, we're coming up on our 10th year anniversary here, so it's like a really special time. Um, so I'm believing that there's going to be just like an inflow of, of students and people interested yeah. um, that are going to want to come in uh, because of the quality that they see that Rev5 is producing. Donations. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, I think the other thing is, especially the thing I've, that I'm, there's been so much on my heart lately, especially with everything that's going on with the virus and stuff. Um, it, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent, but it's just the context is really important. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, um, you know, I've given you plans for hope in a future. Hmm. Um, and a lot of times we quote that, you know, and we, we think that it's just that verse in and of itself. But if you read the context, the Lord actually tells the prophet, a prophet comes and prophesies to Israel and says, Hey, get out of Babylon, you know, basically leave God's going to deliver you and then you'll be free and he'll prosper you. God says, Nope, that's not my word. And he strikes him dead. And then he brings in Jeremiah and he goes, this is the word I've spoken. And Jeremiah says, no, the Lord says Mm. it's a plant. Yeah. And to, to, to sit in the middle, it's hilarious. Sit in the middle of Babylon, right. For, for 40 years, he said, or three generations or something like that. I want you to plant and then I will prosper you in the midst of your enemies and I will prosper your enemies yeah. and they'll see, and they'll know I'm God. Yeah. Right? I think he even says as the city prospers, so shall you yeah. prosper. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I see that as, you know, in this time where there is, you know, we're in the middle of maybe Babylon metaphorically with this virus and stuff. I am full of faith that yeah. we can plant and God's going to prosper us. Amen. I, I really, I really am stoked. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more there, Chris. I've seen that so many different ways. I just actually sold a property. I wasn't even planning on selling last Mm -hmm. month before any of this could have possibly been anticipated. Mm -hmm. And now I've got another potentially greater investment opportunity. And not only that, the book launch, we talked about, you know, God's timings and the ways we can't possibly conceive of how it's going to happen. I originally wanted to launch this book February 1st, and now it's getting delayed to April 9th is now the date. Mm -hmm. So we're about a week and a half away from that. And I actually think the timing's perfect, not because God caused the coronavirus to set this whole thing up, but because he's turning for good what the enemy meant for evil. And people are going to have more time than ever to be at home resting whether or not they want to be. And so there's going to be almost a captive audience for this message from the Lord about investing in rest and seeing his best come through that. And I just love how you guys are so not believing, not just believing this, but actually living it out. And that's what I yeah. love to share on this show is where the real life testimonies of people actually living out where the supernatural meets the practical, not just unpeddled, you know, just not, uh, you know, peddling unlived truth, but actually yeah. putting it into practice. And that's why I love the example and the witness you guys have said. So I'm in a hundred percent agreement with everything you said. And for those who want to connect more with you guys and or Rev5 or anything else, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, do you have a specific player? 
the yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say I would say if you want to contact either of us, just shoot me an email. Um, my email is super simple. It's just Chris at rev5.org. Um, it's R-E-V and then just the number five. Um, and then also our, our website, rev5.org. Um, I'm Instagram in, and Facebook. Also. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Right. I'm in charge of all that. So so um, if you look us up, Rev5 Leadership Institute on Facebook or Instagram, um, our Instagram handle is rev5lead, L-E-A-D. Um, but yeah, I would love to love to connect with whoever and, mm-hmm. and just encourage you or or whatever you need, prayer for you or whatever. Absolutely. So uh, I'll put those in the show notes, but Chris at Rev5, R-E-V, the number org, and or just go to Rev5.org yep. at the website. You can connect with that. And uh, this wouldn't be the first time that people have made declarations on the show that we then had a follow-up uh, testimony from what resulted. So I'm believing that with you guys and everything you're declaring. And I'm so blessed to know you guys, to see God working so clearly in all facets of your life and for the amazing witness and example that you guys are. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You too, man. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks so much for having us, bro. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Better Way Podcast with Ryan Haley. For more information and to discover more episodes, visit abetterwaypodcast.com or search us on iTunes, TuneIn, or any of your favorite online audio sites. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or send us an email. Have a suggestion for who we could interview next? Let us know on our website. Finally, A Better Way is listener-sponsored. Help us to further the message of kingdom entrepreneurship by supporting us financially. You can give online on our website, abetterwaypodcast.com. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.